today, Rinpoche expressed the importance of wisdom at all levels of practice. We need to know what to adopt and what to cast aside, and without wisdom, we will not know what that is. Okay, so if we look at the Buddhist teachings, uh, we are able to summarize them into three specific categories. Uh, the teachings for beings, uh, the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity, the teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and the teachings for beings of great capacity. Teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity are those teachings which lead a practitioner to the higher realms within cyclic existence of the gods, demigods, and humans. And those are the practices of going for refuge to the three jewels of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, and engaging in ethical behavior which abandons ten non-virtuous activities. So by relying on those practices, one is able to have the higher realm rebirth, and those are the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity. The teachings shared in common with beings of medium medium capacity are for those practitioners who wish to achieve the state of liberation or their own individual nirvana. Um, and those uh, teachings are the three highest higher trainings, uh, the highest higher training in ethics, the highest higher training in concentration, and the highest higher training in wisdom. Through reliance upon these highest higher trainings, the practitioner of the teaching shared in common with beings of medium capacity is able to achieve his or her own individual liberation. And then the final set of teachings are the teachings for beings of great capacity, and those lead to Buddhahood. And those teachings are practices which have the generation of the mind that aspires to enlightenment, or bodhicitta, and then a practice of the six perfections. So that generation united with the practice of those six perfections, and then through those practices, independence or reliance on those, one is able to achieve the state of complete Buddhahood. Uh, so those are the three categories uh, which are actually um, uh, considered um, three pathways, just in the, the smaller sense, like uh, ways, better to say ways, those are the three ways to get to the three goals. Dixon Rimche. Oh, yeah. That doesn't know what they, 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 Shiro that's 
Okay. Um, so now, page 212, section number two, it's labeled as B. How to begin the generation of wisdom. The way to begin the generation of wisdom is to complete the benefits of generating wisdom and... Let me try that again. The way to begin the generation of wisdom is to contemplate the benefits of generating wisdom and the faults of not generating it. Since I will explain the benefits and faults of having or lacking the wisdom of reality selflessness in the insight section, I will not elaborate it on it here, but I will discuss the remaining types of wisdom a little. Uh, so there are many different types of wisdom, um, and wisdom is necessary uh, in order to achieve the final goals um, and the um, early goals. Uh, so uh, there are, when we look at the wisdoms that one needs to realize, uh, there is the wisdom, for instance, that realizes the 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths, the four aspects of each of the four, making for a total of 16 attributes. Um, and then there's also the wisdom, that, such as the wisdom realizing emptiness, uh, and wisdom realizing selflessness as being presented here. Um, so there are many different types of wisdom, and through independence upon wisdom, uh, one is able to achieve uh, the, 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 the temporary and final goals. So by relying on wisdom, um, one is able to um, uh, experience the higher realm rebirth and experience, one is engaging in those practices which create a higher realm rebirth. Um, and if one um, abandons or does not have wisdom, then by creating this, by engaging in this opposite of wisdom, this lack of wisdom, that state is le leads one to the lower realms of cyclic existence, that mistaken state. Uh, so wisdom uh, has many benefits, um, um, such as the temporary goals of the higher realm rebirths and then the final goals of, of liberation and Buddhahood. And what it says here is that um, in the later section in this text, um, if this were one text, it's three volumes, so sometimes it gets confusing in English where it says uh, later in the text, um, it's actually the next volume um, in the English where you'll find what Lama Tsongkhapa is referring to. Um, but, uh, so that's the translator's note, obviously, about the text. Um, but what Lama Tsongkhapa is saying here is that the, there's a section later on in the text which is called the, the, the Great Insight section. Um, and Lama Tsongkhapa goes into great detail in that section about selflessness, about emptiness, etc. Um, so Lama Tsongkhapa here in this part is saying, so there's no redundancy, I'm going to um, just table that information till I expand on it in the, the text later on. Uh, so that's the point that's made here, um, is that the insight section is just a later part of the text um, uh, when 
and that's the third volume in English. Okay, Dig Sung Rinpoche. If we were to try to understand uh, the Kangjur and the Tanjur, the Kangjur are the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, the Tanjur, the authentic Indian commentaries, those are the texts that are behind me. There's some other texts also, uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's texts and um, Jalspin Kirtup's texts, but if we're, Rinpoche is speaking of the Kangjur and Tanjur, uh, so those are behind me in, in their full volumes. Um, and if we were to try to understand those texts, it would be very difficult, but by understanding the information in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment that's presented in the way that it is, one really understands the essence or the pith of all of the great works uh, in, a, in a very summarized, palatable fashion or a, bit, um, a, a, a way that's easy to, to understand and process. Deekson. Okay, Okay. Okay. Uh Okay, so with respect to indicating wisdom's benefits, wisdom is the root of all good qualities for this and future lives. As the protector Nagarjuna, hundred verses on wisdom says, wisdom is the root of all good qualities, seen and not yet seen. To achieve both of these, embrace wisdom. The great source for what you seek and for liberation is knowledge. So esteeming it from the start, adhere to wisdom, the great mother. Um, so uh, here, um, Nagarjuna is presenting that when we look at all of the excellent qualities that can be achieved, uh, they all have at their root wisdom. So wisdom such as the wisdom realizing emptiness, uh, the wisdom realizing the 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths, etc. Uh, so, by relying on these wisdoms, uh, one will have, it says, excellent qualities in this and future lives, uh, and then eventually liberation Buddha or, or Buddhahood. Uh, 
um, and through reliance upon wisdom. So uh, it is the essence of what is uh, or the root of all good qualities. And the reason is, when we look at uh, Nagarjuna's quote, um, wisdom is the root of all good qualities seen and not yet seen. So those excellent qualities that we have and those that we will have in the future. So seen and not yet seen. So when Lama Tsongkhapa says good qualities for this and future lives, seen and not yet seen is referring to those. Uh, to achieve both of these, the excellent qualities now and in the future, embrace wisdom. To great, the great source for what you seek and for liberation is knowledge. So ultimately, to achieve liberation, um, wisdom is necessary. Uh, so the reason wisdom is necessary is because it is the grasping at things as being truly established that keeps us in cyclic existence. Without wisdom, we can't harm that mistaken view in any way. Uh, so that can't be shaken or removed. It, it, the word literally is harmed. Uh, so that can't be harmed if, uh, um, if there isn't the non-mistaken view applied. Um, so uh, for instance, if the grasping at true establishment binds us to cyclic existence, then the only thing that will harm that grasping is the non-mistaken view that realizes that things are not truly established because of dependent origination, because of interdependence. There isn't this inherent existence. There isn't this true establishment. So that is what is able to harm the mistaken view. Um, without that, that mistaken view remains unharmed and just continues to produce negative results. Whereas wisdom produces excellent qualities in this life and in future lives and then eventually uh, becomes the cause of liberation Buddhahood. So uh, all good qualities. So all of those would um, stages I just mentioned would fall under the umbrella of good qualities. Um, so it, um, so th uh, the example that's routine that, that routinely given um, to understand how, um, a mistaken view, when it remains unharmed, just exists and carries on with its uh, results, whereas uh, applying an antidote allows it to cease immediately. So the example is walking into a room that's dimly lit and, and thinking that a rope is a snake. Um, so uh, until you have the correct valid cognition that it's... Um, a rope, and that it's not a snake, everything that carries on um, from thinking that it's a snake, the fear and, and so forth, occurs. The moment that the wisdom, the correct view occurs, that you recognize that it's a rope and not a snake, that gets rid of all of the reactions that occurred as a result of thinking that it was a snake. So it's the correct view that changes the entire experience. Um, so likewise, that correct view that's able to completely harm the mistaken view and change the way of looking at the, the experience um, applies in a similar way when we look at how grasping can be defeated. And if grasping at true establishment is keeping us bound to cyclic existence, if it's defeated, then what is binding us is defeated. So we can be unbound from our suffering 
through wisdom. Decent. Oh, yeah, so here it says adhere to wisdom the great mother uh, so why is uh, here wisdom being compared to a mother it is because through wisdom there is a birth of the shravaka a hearer through wisdom, there is a birth of a uh, prachika Buddha, a solitary realizer. Through wisdom, a Buddhas are born. Um, so it's for that reason that wisdom is compared to a mother, um, because from wisdom, uh, um, these beings are born. Such these, and just as a note, the hearers and solitary realizers are the liberation in the Hinayana, and the Buddhahood is the liberation of the Mahayana. Dikson. Shira Jessie, だとにとびしろでみんだばじ。人数ハマドでみんのワンダムでいいんばれ。とにとびしろらでね、人ばだとちにらそば。とそくがろね、そんじ、そんじがいてんごや、じゅとぐれ。みんだらわね、じゅば
Then uh, the the mechi me the the long ama the long garne. Okay, so as the verse summary of the perfection of wisdom in 8,000 lines states, wisdom functions like an eye for the other five perfections, generosity, etc. When the other perfections are com uh, completed by wisdom, they acquire their eye and fulfill their name. Just as a painting may be complete except for the eyes, but until the eyes are drawn, no wage is obtained. Um, so, uh, this is pointing out to the, that wisdom is, allows for one to clearly um, be able to understand in a full way the other five perfections so that they can become perf perfect. So wisdom is necessary in order to perfect those other five. Um, so this is the reason that's being pointed out. Um, and we see the quote uh, from uh, The Entrance to the Middle Way by Chandrakirti, where it says, A single man endowed with eyes can lead unseeing multitudes with ease to where they wish to go. And so it's with wisdom here. It takes the sightless virtues guiding them to victory. Uh, so the sightless virtues are what um, Lama Tsongkhapa is talking about here when he compares the wisdom um, being like an eye when their wisdom is applied to the other five perfections. That's interesting. Sorry. Sorry. It just is, though. Um, so here it takes the sightless virtues guiding them to victory. Uh, so those virtues um, are when the other perfections are completed by wisdom, they acquire their eye and fulfill their name, just as a painting may be complete except for the eyes. But until the eyes are drawn, no wage is obtained. Okay, dig some room, Che. Chikshin of the Nge Triwa, the Jema Yure. Uh, Mila Papa, 
How wisdom is necessary for other good qualities is illustrated by the example of a special piece of jewelry made of fine gold that becomes even more breathtaking when adorned with a precious emerald. So, for instance, if you have a piece of jewelry, Rinpoche used the example of an earring, and if the earring was just gold, if you add a diamond to it, it suddenly makes this earring look much more magnificent, more brilliant. Um, so, this is uh, what the wisdom, uh, I'm sorry, the other um, perfections um, being uh, saturated with wisdom uh, are compared to. So, um, so it says that wisdom is necessary for other good qualities is illustrated by the example of a special piece of jewelry made of fine gold that becomes more breathtaking when adorned with a precious emerald. Likewise, if the gold ornament of the five perfections from generosity to meditative stabilization is adorned with wisdom, which is able to distinguish right from wrong, they become more magnificent, because wisdom makes them much purer. It is similar to the way that the mental consciousness, by distinguishing the merits and faults and objects of the five sensory faculties, visually fa visual factory, etc., causes you to engage in what is to be adopted or reject what is to be cast aside. So here we have very clear in our life examples of when we come into contact with sensory objects, when we uh, see things, um, when we hear things, uh, when we smell things, when we taste things, when we feel th the, the way, touch things, or we feel the way they feel. I don't know how to say that, but uh, we, the tactile sensation um, that takes place um, and then we make a judgment whether this is a good thing that we see uh, or a bad thing that we see. If it's a good smell, a bad smell, a good taste, a bad taste. We make judgments around these soft, rough. Um, so likewise, um, and then we know what we like and what we don't like, what's to be adopted, what's to be cast aside. Likewise, when we understand uh, with wisdom... Um, uh, what is to be adopted and what is to be cast aside, it makes our 
journey or makes our engagement in the other perfections much purer because you know exactly what is to be done and what isn't to be done. So when you're engaging in the 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 practice of, um, for instance, generosity, um, you know properly how to be generous and what is right and what is wrong. Just a translator's note, for instance, um, when you are generous, you're supposed to have obtained the things um, uh, in an ethical manner. You're not supposed to steal something and then be generous and give it to somebody. So that's not considered generosity. So your wisdom is able to discern that, oh, that's not really generosity. So that's what makes it pure. So I just, I didn't know if I was making sense, so I just, I'm sorry to add a translator's note, but that's, uh, that's the meaning of it. That's how it's made pure. Um, or, you know, giving, should I give poison or not to someone? That's not generous, you know. Somebody who, who asks for a gun that is, you know, unstable, you know, is that generosity. So wisdom's necessary there to make the generosity pure. Okay, I'll stop adding things now. Okay, that's that's more. Okay, he Rimache tells me to do that, and it's okay. But I always Lesser, <laughs> ตัวเปจิรลชูเดซาเรอันนั้นจับซูกวอเตยกิจิเนนาเลนจาซูมังดุนจาบะเรซูมังดุนจาดูซูมังกิทุกันมาเนชารูจิเกเนชารูเกย
I didn't know that one before. Okay, Dixon Rimche. The merits, okay, so that is what the glorious Arya Shura's Compendium of Perfection says. The merits of generosity and so forth are more powerful with, with wisdom as their Lord just as an array of fine gold jewelry shines more brilliantly when inset with jewels, it is this wisdom that renders vast the capacity for virtue and the purpose of each one, just as the mind's additional power clarity displays the respective objects of the sensory faculties. Um, so the mind's, uh, the mental consciousness is really the root of all of the other consciousnesses um, apprehension. So, for instance, the eye consciousness that um, apprehends the form, and the nose consciousness apprehends smells, uh, the tongue consciousness apprehends um, tastes, uh, and the tactile consciousness, the body has um, apprehends uh, sensations, tactile, physical sensations. Um, it's the mental consciousness that is really at the root, though, of discernment. Um, of, of judgment. Um, so when uh, this is good smell, this is bad smell, 
uh, good thing I see, bad thing I see. So it is the mind that's really at the root of labeling and so forth. Um, so it's for that reason that it is there that one work does the, the um, practices or does the spiritual practice. Um, just as the mind's additional power clearly displays the respective objects of the sensory faculties. So these objects of the form and so forth and smells and so forth. The mind, it says, clearly displays what they are. Um, so it discerns what those things are that the uh, consciousnesses are apprehending. Dig Sung Rinpoche. Shiro Ne Shanjusenbe,我们把了下行,下行一张,偏激都不累,我们把它,我们把它,我们把它,我们把它,我们把它,我们把它,我们把它,我们把它,我们把它,我们把它,我们把它,我们把它,我们把它,我们把它,我们
Shura's Compendium of Perfection says the merits of generosity and so forth are more powerful with wisdom as their Lord just as an array of fine jewelry shines more brightly when inset with jewels and this wisdom that renders vast the capacity of virtue and purpose of each one just as the mind's additional power clearly displays the respective objects of the sensory faculties again. Similarly, wisdom is also crucial for other faculties such as faith and so on. When wisdom is present as Lord, your generosity, faith, etc., understand well the merit of virtue and faults of stinginess and so forth. You can become skilled at eliminating the afflictions and increasing good qualities. So if you have that discerning wisdom, then you can know what to adopt and what to cast aside. The Compendium of Perfection states from the Arya Shura again, among the various faculties of faith and so on, wisdom is chief as the mind is to the sensory faculties. With wisdom as Lord, you know what is a fault and what merit. So you are skilled in the method of eliminating afflictions. Bodhisattvas depend on wisdom to purify the other five perfections, generosity, etc., even when they give their flesh to someone who asks for it. They are unaffected by such thoughts as pride, discouragement, etc. It is as though they were, they were taking a cutting from a medicinal plant. 
This is because their wisdom makes reality manifest. With the wisdom that sees the troubles of both cyclic existence and the peace of nirvana, they accomplish ethical discipline for the sake of others' welfare. So they practice pure ethical discipline. Through wisdom, they know the faults of impatience and the merits of patience. They then, uh, they then discipline their minds so they are not overpowered by suffering and others' misperceptions of them. With wisdom, they understand well everything at which they joyously persevere, so their perseverance brings great success on the path. And through wisdom based on reasoning, they accomplish the supreme delight and bliss of meditative stabilization that is fixed upon the meaning of reality. The Compendium of Perfection states, Once bodhisattvas have opened the clear eye of wisdom, even when they give their own flesh without a thought, they never feel high or low about it, as if they were cutting a medicinal plant. Um, also, intelligent ones do not practice ethical discipline for their own aims. They see the flaws in the prison of cyclic existence and aspire to release the entire world from it. So, of course, they do not practice, practice it for mundane aims. Uh, and then also, injury done to the wise is not harmful because they possess the good quality of patience. Like the best of, of very tame elephants who are patient with many different tasks, perseverance by itself ends in exhaustion. If aided by its ally wisdom, it achieves great purpose. And then, I think this one too. How could the supreme delight and bliss of such meditative stabilizations be... Uh, established in the minds of crude people who rely upon reasoning that has led them to a wrong <coughs> path that is polluted by the great fault of accumulated errors. So here it's showing that um, wrong view will not allow you to achieve the goal that you are looking for. So if there's wrong view, even if any other practices are being practiced, they're saturated with an incorrect um, method. Um, so it's for that reason that wisdom is so important, um, so that the other things are imbued with something helpful as opposed to something harmful. Rimache Cheran Kabar Kasong, Ne Tsampa, the Yunten Ni, Semchen Yi, the Kabar Lesson, and Sheso, Gewa Nangwe, Shambala, Shambala, and Ducha, Go Yonso, Pumbata. Shadow Chesson 
Uh, Maybe we skipped or something, I think. Semi-ballet, 
um, not have any um, attachment to sensory objects and so forth, um, even though you're surrounded at all times by these things. Um, so here it's saying that wisdom um, is what allows one to traverse any situation um, and utilize it for purpose. Um, and then a quote again from the Compendium of Perfection states, Even bodhisattvas possessed of great kingdoms who have sensory objects similar to divine substance, substances remain uncorrupted in their very nature. This is the power of having the virtue of wisdom as their minister. Their love, inseparable from helping others, is utterly free of stain from attachment. Their compassion, unable to bear to, for others to suffer, never succumbs to laziness due to the burden of distress. Possessed of supreme joy, they do not waver from the real. Their great impartiality never neglects the welfare of beings. Great wisdom removes all that could re-counteract these good qualities, and so it beautifies them. Um, I don't think there was really... So again, it's pointing out that even if the bodhisattva possesses this kingdom with divine substances, he or she is not attached to these things. He or she's, his or her reaction is not the same as one without wisdom or lacking wisdom. Um, Dixon. <laughs> Mandrava I just always want to make sure I don't read for beyond. Um, um, okay, so Machaketa's praise and honor of one worthy of honor also says, without rejecting the real nature, 
you also you are also in accord with conventional. So there's conventional nature and ultimate nature. So even though you are through wisdom um, understanding the ultimate nature, you're still operating within the conventional with this wisdom. Um, thus, you do not have to forsake the real nature that gives great certainty that there is not even an atom of what your cognitive process apprehends as signs of true existence. And you are also in accord with and do not contradict the conventional that gives deep certainty that effects arise from their respective internal and external causes and conditions. For others, these appear to totally exclude each other, but for those who have wisdom, there is compatibility and a lack of contradiction. A praise and honor of one, honor of honor, let me try that again, the praise and honor of one worthy of honor states, uh, regarding your proscriptions and prohibitions, some of your word is definitive, while some of it is not. But between these, there is no contradiction. Decent. <laughs> The two facts that are many dissimilarities in prescriptions and prohibitions between higher and lower vehicles, between Sutra and Tantra, and that these are all practices of a single per person are contradictory for those who are confused and lack the power of intelligence to seek the intended meaning of innumerable scriptures. So there are many points that are made in the vehicles. Uh, there is the lesser vehicle, that's lesser called um, because there is not the um, bodhicitta, um, great vehicle because there is bodhicitta, um, lesser because bodhicitta is for the sake of all sentient beings, whereas the um, teme, the lesser vehicle, is just for the sake of oneself. Um, so it's the 
a lesser, uh, lesser like the vast. It, when we say lesser vehicle, great vehicle, it's really in terms of the, the vastness of the scope. It's got a lesser scope, so it's a lesser vehicle. It's a great, greater scope, so it's a greater vehicle. And the lesser vehicle, one wishes to just become nirvana, enter nirvana for him or herself alone. The great vehicle, one wants to become a Buddha so that it can bring everyone to the sake to Buddhahood. Um, so the, the mindset is so much bigger, it's a called great vehicle. So the, this is the, um, why we use these terms, lesser and great. And then there are so many teachings that are given when we look at the complete catalog. If we look at the uh, lesser vehicle and the great vehicle, and within the great vehicle, the sutra and the tantra teachings, or the perfection uh, teachings and the tantric teachings, we can see there's an, a large, vast amount of information. And if one has wisdom, one will see it as non-contradictory. And um, that's it. Dixon Rimche. Tan do tan ha ki chaba karas do tan ha do ha ki chaba chowasa na. Then taba je tan naba tu bi langun tu yaba tan ha lagres. Taba je tan tu bi langun tu mebi tiba tala. Ane do do lagmar bendo. What taba je tu chowasa na ne taba chui taba longshui taba seba taba ne taba se na. あの、ガスデザカンバテ、あの、ドラマンジシさんタバイナ、ドラマンジャイカンゴネイニャバ、サンタバテレ、ヌタバス。ガスデザカンバテ、あの、ドラマンジャイカンゴネイニャ、サン
Um, so we've transformed our ordinary appearances of, of ourselves into the extraordinary appearance of this deity. Um, so this abandonment of uh, ordinary, these four purities are the abandonment of ordinary appearances. Um, so the, the second purity of body is the abandonment of the ordinary appearance of the body as impure and not as deity. So uh, you look at yourself, you generate yourself as Tara, um, that's an example. But all of the other deities, Rinpoche said, would be the same. The next is the enjoyments. Um, so uh, whatever things you're using, um, you would be drinking water, for instance, or you were uh, uh, having tea or eating some bread. You don't imagine them in their ordinary uh, ways. You imagine that they are nectar. You imagine that they are the enjoyments that a Buddha uh, would have, the enjoyments in a pure way, in a pure land. Uh, so these are the purity of the enjoyments. Um, so any of the things that one uses, you see as things that are actual enjoyments of a Buddha. Um, and then the final are the activities, the purity of activities. The, the giving and taking of this light, um, which is sent out to sentient beings um, uh, from the deity, where you imagine um, that there's a seed syllable at the um, heart center that's circumambulated with a mantra, and then this mantra is sent out in the form of light, and then given to sentient beings, and then light, this retract, giving and taking of this light um, from this, uh, um, these light rays that come from this uh, um, central, um, the Rimche, the Zipa Yanjar Surinan. So the meditation, just what I said, I just wanted to make sure I was saying it clearly. The meditation where we imagine that we're from, when we're generated as Tara, we're imagining that we're um, emanating these light rays that are then sent to sentient beings and, and, and giving them forms of happiness. And then uh, also the, light, the, the giving and the taking of these light rays um, that are coming from you as a deity. Um, and you're imagining that these are actual um, pure rays that you're giving off. Um, so this is the fourth difference. Then Rimache, the dang tonglen chapagare, tonglen the do yure. Yene tonglen ngatsu the uze tru dan drapodu chapagare. I'm asking Rimache um, what might be on others' minds, and tonglen is a sutra practice where you give light rays. Um, so I'm just asking him to differentiate the two. Chapagare, tonglen dang the nga the zepa. Zepa dapa. Then tonglen. Drapodu. Yene chapagare. Gangin sena the do zepa dapa yomare. The chapajie. What? Then the zepa. Then tonglen do yure. The drawa yomare be. Drawa dan drapodu. Sanlo dan yomare be. Yene chapagare. Zepa <laughs> 
so the difference is the whole process of generation. You are a deity that is emanating light rays that has a has a blessing potential. Whereas in the Tonglen meditation, where you're imagining sentient beings, you're giving hap- you're giving all of your happiness in the form of a white light. Um, to give the, and and which is a meditation upon love, wishing that sentient beings have happiness uh, and the causes, and then you're taking in the form of a black light on suffering, and this is meditation on compassion. You're wishing to take away the suffering uh, from sentient beings. In that meditation, you are just meditating as you are yourself. You're not meditating as a divine being that is able to give these lights and so forth. So, um, I Remache said it is kind of similar. Um, and as a translator's note, I have seen where um, some of these meditations serve as the basis for the next step into Tantra, the breathing meditation of um, the giving, the, um, the first meditation on the breath is said to connect to the final meditations in Tantra. Um, so it, that is also uh, connected. But Rinpoche said that that whole process of imagining yourself in the abode of the deity, where you imagine you're in the celestial palace of whatever the deity is, we use Tara, the Rinpoche used as an example, I believe. And then you're imagining that you yourself are this pure divine being of Tara um, and, and have all of the excellent qualities of body, speech, and mind that she has. And then you imagine that all the things that you're using and the enjoyments that you have are all pure. Uh, and then you're imagining, while this is all in your practice, you are then giving these light rays and so forth um, from, uh, that emanate from this syllable from your, your heart uh, in a way that a deity actually does. Um, so it's that, that's what differentiates it, is that application that you're doing as a deity, whereas you're doing it as an or- ordinary yourself in the Tonglen. Digson, thank you. ダニジェナジャタンソロペンチュンラナガモトユジャンゴバマゲワゴバマゲワシロジンジェバンデネシロジンハバラダベバスダデニデバニンクドデクドデバトロデバニマルベジュトセクノロクドデバトロデバニン
So Rimache is explaining that um, I'd have to look up. There's a, he's giving some definitions and so forth that it'd be too hard to, um, but I, I can do the best that I can with it. Um, so the I, what is, we have conventional truth and we have ultimate truth. Um, so what is conventional truth? So for instance, the I itself is conventional truth. Um, why is it considered conventional truth? Because it's apprehended by valid cognition that is not extraordinary. It doesn't, it doesn't have, um, there isn't the wisdom realizing the emptiness. Um, the ultimate is, for instance, the lack of true establishment of the I. Um, so it's the ultimate nature. Why is, it, why is that considered ultimate truth? Because um, ultimately things are empty, and the way that the I ab- ab- abides is in... In, in a, is, is empty. So the way that it abides is empty. Um, so the lack of true establishment of the I is its ultimate way of being, so therefore it's its, it's ultimate truth. So it ultimately is not truly established. Um, it's empty. So it ultimately is empty, so therefore the lack of true establishment of the I is its ultimate truth. The conventional truth is um, conventional. Uh, the uh, is, for instance, the uh, is an example of conventional truth is the I I, um, because it's apprehended by a valid cognition that um, isn't extraordinary or is um, uh, that's that's what I've got. Uh, Rimache, true Don Lenja. Okay. Well, okay. So now we're um, we'll move on to question and answer period. And uh, let me just mark where we are in, uh, in my mind as well. Uh, two so when we look at ultimate truth and we look at conventional truth, uh, when we posit where is the, what is the I and where is the I, uh, is the eye the head? Is the eye the hand? Is the eye the torso? Is the eye the legs? Is the eye the feet? Uh, um, so when we start to exclude all of these things, which we say, well, where is this eye? Is the is the eye this is my hand the eye? Uh, when we exclude all of these things, we come to the conclusion that well, there must not be an eye then. But well, that's not true, um, because there is an eye that is operating. Um, that is functioning, that's speaking, that's here right now, so that is not non-existent. So therefore, because there is um, this um, 
I that's present, it has to abide in some way. So the way that it abides is through dependent origination, this collections of of aggregates coming together that serve as a basis of designation, a valid basis for designation, and then this collection is then posited as the I. But there is no I that's exclusive of this um, process, of this interdependent collection that comes together and then is named. So that is the I's ultimate nature, its lack of true establishment, its emptiness. Okay, so uh, we have some questions. I think Katie had a question. And the gentleman in the back has a question. We have to get the microphone. Just one, one moment. Who has the microphone? Now? I have it. Okay. Um, so my question is, um, what are the two uh, methods for developing bodhicitta? And okay. is Tonglan uh, in one of those? Okay. Um, so what you want to know what the two methods of developing <laughs> bodhicitta are? You're not sure? Okay, Rimache. The Simche. The Rik Ni. Is Tong Lam in, in one of those? Uh, the Rik Ni. Jujay Meng Adun Dan Tong Lam. The Semche, the Gom. Jujay. Shanchu Jay Sem. Guna. The Rik Ni. Jujay Rik Dang Shanti Deva Rik. Tong Lam Dang Jujay Meng Adun. Jujay Meng Adun 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 ダシンレッサ。ジュネメンアドジュコンセンチバマシェチェンテンテズイヨンウシャンバヒンジルハソン。ンシャンチュクセンワテナサンタマトラ。ジュネメンアドジュコンセンチバマデ。レッサ。
is Tonglen, which is the giving and taking practice. But the giving and taking practice isn't necessarily a cause. Rinpoche said there's two. There's a giving and taking that's not a cause for bodhicitta and one that is a cause for bodhicitta. But it is a root part of equalizing and exchanging self with others practice. But if we say, what are the two causes for the mind that aspires to enlightenment in terms of lineages? There's Atisha's lineage, seven-point cause and effect. And then there's the uh, Shantideva lineage of equalizing and exchanging self with others. So in name, it, it is not Tonglen. It's equalizing and exchanging self with others. Tonglen being a part of, root of that practice. But the main, the main pith of that Shantideva's teaching is, as Rinpoche said, the recognizing the downfalls of cherishing yourself and recognizing the excellent qualities of cherishing others. And then Tonglen helps you get to that. Okay? So my, my question was about uh, the eye. Is that more the product of the other five senses, or is it more of a spiritual, like a third eye kind of thing that's uh, produced through all those? The Nga. That's the Lao Sarpa. The nga, the nga, the um, uh, nga, the nga, the nga, the nga, the nga, nga, yo, nga, nga, the 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 the needs of an Hindu chu the nga sarpa. Okay, so Rimche is saying if we were just to posit what the eye is, with that's um, how we would talk about um, when we were talking about emptiness. In order to describe what the eye is, um, you end up at emptiness, and the reason is that. Um, when you say, okay, I, for instance, Jeff, so I'm sitting here as Jeff, I, I, the I that I assume is Jeff. Um, so is, it my, is the I my hand? Is the I my head? Is the I my torso? Is the I my leg? So I, uh, is the I my nose consciousness, my eye consciousness, ear consciousness? Is the I uh, my mental consciousness? What is the I itself? Um, and the I is the collection of all of those things that then come together and we have a compound that serves as a basis of designation that's suitable to be called I. You've got this collection, that's I, Jeff, that then I can name as I. This is me. I have this collection that comes together and then I grab at it as me. So that's the I that Buddhism asserts, that it's the... The, this collection, um, but then if we speak specifically, the nga show sena, nga show, the dasidana nga show. Nga show sena nga show milta dekhen shuji sendilo, zulta dekhen shuji. So uh, Rimche said, I said, okay, if we were debating, and I said, posit I, he would say someone who is um, seeing. Uh, Seeing something, someone who is hearing something, 
So that's how you would answer it. Someone who is hearing something, someone who is seeing something. Um, you could go on and on and on. Someone who has a hand, someone who has uh, um, a hand in other aggregates. So it would just basically, it, all, it always becomes this collection. So it's a collection of consciousness. Um, collection of many things. Collection of consciousness and non-consciousness that we, we grasp at as I. Okay. It, there's the ultimate I, which is none of those things. It's, it's the combination of those things, but none of them separately. Um, and then there's the conventional I, which is the I that's talking and so forth. So the reason that emptiness is important is because when you begin to meditate on these exclusions, you say the eye's not here, the eye's not there, the eye's not there, you could end up at taking it too far and saying there is no I, there's no one here, there's non-existent, um, and you end up at a nihilistic view, which is incorrect. That's why emptiness is important because it bridges that between nihilism and um, a, a substantialism. It's a very good question, Rim, she said. Coleman. Um, I was just curious, um, I was going to ask Ribache if he believes in other forms of intelligent life in the universe that aren't okay. human and if they practice Dharma as well. Rimche Charon Charon Sanogar Yube. The Natsu the Dawa Yure, Gama Yure, the the Jikten the Mambo Yure, the Kaskala, Natsu the Nanka Yure. Then Charon Sanogar Yube. The Chikshena the Me Dang Drawer Yurebe, Sacha de, then Konsu Nampichu Yurebe? Kaba. Dawa, Dang Kama, Dang. The Zen Ripa the Tsanlo Dang Chikshena Natsu Kuna Yomare. The Sen Ripa Tsampa Chikshena Nadan Drar the Nanka Yure. The Dawa De Dekan Dang the the agenda. The such agenda your Mambo Yure the Nankala. Then the Chiran Sanlogar Yube. Nampichu Yurebe? Dawa Lua the Dawa Life and Dawas the Kul Haju Yazadla. Dawa Yukin with the Hamendwa. Nampichu Yurebe? Then the new balan chu may yurbe. So yes, there are. Um, Rimshi said that some are gods living on planets. Uh, some are um, beings like us um, uh, in studying dharma. Because um, I said when we do the mandala offering, there's the different continents, the four continents and so forth. And I said, so for instance, in the continent that we're not on, I gave an example of, are there beings like us practicing? And he said, yes. So that would answer that there's other life than this world, according to Buddhism, that would be able to study and practice Dharma, that we're not only gods. So would they be still classified as human? Basically? Yeah, it sounds like that's, yes. Okay. 
The May in Rinpoche? May mm. in new bond lunch. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Science might show up now. <laughs> Absolutely, everyone. Uh, one here, and then you're next. Sure. Um, I was wondering if it's possible. Uh, it seems like all the perfections are sort of interconnected. So, is it actual? Is it possible to possess or perfect just one of the perfections, or do you really need to have the the whole all six to actually really have any one of them in a sort of complete the way? Shintu, do, shintu, six perfections. The mm -hmm. cheek. Uh, I don't. Know, how do I ask this? Um, cheek kuna j tugudu. Chikuna, the share the Jimba. Jimba Tutin Sabatun. Jimba Kuna, J Tugudu? Then they won't see it Jimba. Borrow the Shimba. Jimba borrowed the Shimba. Jimba Longer, Tinge, the Zubi, not the Zambiji, Santinji, Lutu, with the Shindu, the Neba, Neba Tujagadua. Jimba del Nebacariozana, Jimba Longer, you were his longer. Rigid does no law, Jimmy de Marbe, Jimmy de Bres, Jimmy Longer. Tinge it there. Had a Machia do two carazana, two tears. Tinge it there. Zubin down there, Zuzeba de Carin de Bresna, Zuba Gomil de Bres, Zubin down there. Tumbe J. Zizi to what the Tundugan de Bres. The Jew part of the Shimba, Depi part of the Shimba. Then the Jimbi, Depo part of the Shimba, Shera part of the Shimba, Mena, Jimbi part of the Shimba, Yong Tugudu. They Kongi Chewa. The Jew, Jew part of the Shimba, Depo part of the Shimba. Then Jimbi, Depo part of the Shimba. The Zupa, the Jimbi Jew part of the Shimba, Jimbi Jew part of the Shimba. Okay. Then Jimbi Depo. Sanjig Tujugi, Jimba the Jimbi part of the Shimba. Kona, Sanjay Kona. Sanjay Juji, and the Jimba to what the Jew part of the Shimba. Lesser. Then the Jimbi. Depo part of the Shimba Yuna, the Ngapa agenda Kanga Yurube? Yes. If you have a perf if you have perfected one, it means you're a Buddha. So so then yes, you have perfected all of them. I sorry it took me a minute to get to there, but I wanted to make sure that I asked it properly. So then but there's more. So Rinpoche said that when we look at the six perfections, they have very specific results that um, each of them produce. So there's uh, causal perfection, which would be the, the perfections that cause the um, the real perfect to happen. Um, and those are what ordinary beings and so forth practice and the connections between each other and one embracing the other. And then the resultant perfection is the Buddhahood, is the complete perfection which all of them need to um, have. But by practicing the individual perfections, there are various um, prophecies, uh, if you will, or points that are made about them in terms of what they ultimately produce and then what they produce um, conventionally. So it says um, from, uh, uh, from generosity uh, comes the enjoyments. 
Um, so riches and so forth is uh, what sometimes enjoyments are um, translated as. So from generosity comes the riches and comes enjoyments. Um, from uh, ethics, it says that um, uh, ethics um, gives rise to um, uh, happiness. Um, so um, happiness in the higher realms and so forth. Um, so uh, uh, ethics gives rise uh, to happiness. Um, and then patience uh, gives rise. Uh, um, Zupa depo. Zupa. Oh, to beauty. Um, so patience gives rise uh, to uh, being beautiful or having beauty. Um, and then uh, um, through concentration, uh, I'm sorry, effort. Uh, one has a result of charisma. Um, so through putting in joyous perseverance, one in the future will have a, a real presence when you enter a room or have uh, um, charisma, it's sometimes translated as. Um, and then from concentration, one will have peace of mind, it's stated. And then from wisdom, liberation. Uh, so these are the uh, excellent qualities that come from the perfections at a conventional level um, and then at an ultimate level. And then the quote is, from giving there arises wealth, from ethics happiness, from patience a good appearance, from effort uh, virtue brilliance, or, or that's they've decided uh, charisma's virtue brilliance. Uh, from concentration peace, from wisdom liberation. Uh, so um, those, that's the quote from Nagarjuna's uh, Precious Garland. First, I want to thank you for your presence here and allowing me to be in your presence. Can you please define um, what constitutes a human? Okay. The may kutsini. The the chikshena dauritu detsu laurenang kong the may gare. What? May. Yeah. May kutsini show serna. The may. The dauritu detsu laurenang remche. Nanchu. Nanchu. Lesser. Then Nampichu Kandre the Mayin Hakogudu. The Mayin, the Dunjuyin. Kandre Chapog Kandre the Sema Gare Sema Kandre Hakogudu. That must Tangasu Nasu May Lord. May Jusen Karasana May Pomongabakonrol than Tabichibi in Bajer. Okay. 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 So, um, first of all, we look at um, the the whole. So, in Buddhism, there are six realms of cyclic existence. There's three lower realms, and there are three higher realms. The three lower realms are the hell realm, the hungry ghost, and the animal realm. The higher realms are the human realm, demigod, and God's realm. These realms correspond with our afflictions and our non-virtues and our virtues. So we have various degrees of activity. When we engage in virtue, for instance, there's a great degree of virtue, a medium degree of virtue, and a small degree.
degree. Non-virtue, when we do things wrong, there's great degrees, medium degrees, and small degrees. So the way that karma works according to Buddhism is that the greatest degree of non-virtue gives rise to a hell realm, a medium degree of non-virtue to a hungry ghost, a small degree to an animal, a greatest degree of virtue gives rise to a god's realm, a medium degree of, of virtue, I said virtue, right? I meant it, it too. Of greatest, the medium degree of virtue gives rise to demigod, and the small degree of virtue gives rise to a human realm. Um, so these are the six realms that are differentiated in how they are created. When we would look at how we would define a human being, it would just be a human imputed on any among of the five aggregates um, that serve as a basis of designation. So it would be human aggregates. Um, so. I asked, that's as far as Rinpoche would go in terms of defining how you differentiate a human. It would be that they are in a human realm. I mean, that would be in a realm of humans. Um, and that they are a being that has, um, uh, that has been named in among these five aggregates. They have five aggregates. Um, they don't have four as in other realms. There's four aggregates. There are five aggregates. Not only realm that there are five, but it's, it qualifies it as a human if it's a human with these five aggregates. So that's how it is differentiated in Buddhism. Okay, that's all we have time for. Huh. So it'd be a, science. We have another question for you. Um, if we were to ask science, uh, how do you how do you posit a human being? Uh, if, if we would say posit human being, what is a human being? What would the answer be? Uh, so that's a new another question that we have. We ask science questions, and someday they're going to come and answer them. <laughs> we think we don't know. Anyway, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Um, I think the extra extraterrestrial stuff might bring them quicker. So we might want to push that a little. It's been an ongoing joke. <laughs> the fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Ozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well, with whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times. I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Gyatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. All right, I, let's 